0: Bitcoin doesn't use absolutely no new technology. Okay. The hashing is not that new in the address it uses Ripe 160 and whatever. Anyway, this doesn't matter actually. But but the point is there's no new technology. The reason is that it's just like like a watch aligned the right perfect way, and that's why it works. So if you take one gear from this, it all falls apart.
1: Hey everybody, this is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Okay, this week here on High Hash Rate, uh, we have a very special guest that I actually connected with uh, by by pure accident. I'm sure we'll get into this, but this dude is... um, well, he's just a very interesting dude. I see him on Twitter as uh, Raw Avocado, the underscore Raw Avocado. Um, Alex, can you uh, introduce yourself? Yo, what's up?
0: Yeah, my name is Alex Waltz. Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I I know Mike. We we met by chance on the Bitcoin Fest Telegram group. Shout out to Bitcoin Film Fest. Um, and um, I don't know. Do I make an intro about myself? Do I tell a bit of my story? or how, how do you guys go about this?
2: Yeah, yeah. we usually try to parse out like maybe like a little bit of your personal history, and then like the TLDR on your Bitcoin story and how you became a Bitcoiner, and then
1: your thesis,
2: bro. Yeah, so just uh, thesis. If you work that into your introduction, we can go. We can work with that.
0: Yeah, well, I got into Bitcoin in 2012. I was studying computer science, and I heard about Bitcoin, and I said, if this is for real. Uh, I need to drop everything I'm doing right now and get into this. And I got into it instantly, which was a big gamble. Um, First of all, what what
1: world are you coming from?
0: I was studying computer science. Okay. I studied computer science, yeah, in Romania, in Bucharest. And um, I mean, I was always a computer kid and stuff like that. So then I, I see this on 4chan of all places, right? And I said, I couldn't tell if this is for real, but I said, if this is somehow true, this, if even one of the tiny promises that this makes is is somewhat real, this is this is gonna be nuts. So I said I have to do everything about I can do with this. And then I, I I I was involved in a lot of some mining projects. I tried to build build some apps with my friends. Everything that I made failed actually miserably. Um, and then in around 2016, I moved to, to London and I started this OTC disc. Um, and I've did that for a while, and that's the only thing i I'd ever made money. Out of all the products I've been involved in, had any form of success, and then in 2020, I I I that was doing really well. we were supposed to like scale it and make it bigger, and I I wasn't happy what I was doing, and I said I need to close this, and I need to find myself. And then I said, you know, I I realized that I want to make movies. About a you know a, a year after that, or so around 2019 happened this when I closed down, and then around 2020 2021, I was like I I I want to make movies. is What I want to do in my life, and now I just tweet angry shit at Twitter and try to make movies so I hope that wasn't too long and boring
2: no that's great it makes uh to go back to when you when you discovered it in 2012 and in Bucharest um what you said that you got kind of obsessed right away and you're like if half you know some of what they're promising is true this thing's gonna go crazy what was the maybe one or two most important aspects of it that caught your attention and that really got your mind racing. A lot of people say, you know, people from 2020, 2021, they discovered it and they went, uh, similarly into like an obsession, but they, there was a lot of support for all the people who held before them and it had gotten this far in the price, but in 2012, it was very early. So what was it that made you so certain?
0: Well, uh, to be to be honest with you, first of all, I was a broke college kid, and I I really that it was really good time because I said I need to do something. I need to make money. I want more money because I used to smoke a lot of weed back then. By the way, I used to I used to smoke all the time, but I didn't had money for it. Oh, it was always a challenge to find money for weed and and cigarettes. And and I, I if I could get money for cigarettes, I would I would be happy. So I need to do something. And I knew I was never gonna get a job. So then when this happened, uh, I, I was like, this could make money. I mean, I'm sold. Let's try that. And then shortly after that, I didn't really understood it, but um, this idea of something be decentralized really spiked my interest. Even though I will have to admit it was some stupid enthusiasm because I didn't understand the real implications that I do now. I didn't. I don't think I even understood what I was. My my only contact with that was like um, uh, BitTorrent and stuff like that, you know. Right. So yeah, but, but but this idea of decentralization, th- it felt like there was some kind of resilience to this. I understood what, what a distributed system means. So that was that. But I'm talking very early, right? That was the question. So yeah. Right. I, I believe my understanding is a bit more sophisticated now. So it, sure, was, yeah. it was the
1: decentralization that piqued your interest, really.
0: Yeah, but but again, I I wasn't it was very unsophisticated, right? That was just like the, the bell that, that ring and whatever. So
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you know now that people talk about the lightning network and the speed, uh, did the 10 minute block times and the confirmations, um, taking somewhere between, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, maybe there was longer block periods. Did any of that, did you think that that was going to be solved or was that something that you thought about? Cause talked about making money and just kind of buying money for cigarettes, but it was kind of hard to spend it back then. And even if you could, it was the confirmation time that took forever. How did you navigate that?
1: Yeah,
0: well, back in the day, back then, first of all, there was the meme back then was like, this is a medium of exchange and everyone thought it's going to happen on chain. There were some, I know now, I didn't know back then, there were some discussion that Hal Finney had in Satoshi's about payment channels and stuff like that. So people really figured this out from 2012, but I was too, I couldn't comprehend it at that time. Uh, But back then, people weren't thinking about this. That wasn't a problem. People mostly, I mean, people were so happy if you could just, find something to buy uh, to like if you if you would find a coffee shop accepting it people would be so happy but no i wouldn't i wouldn't say like when i said like make money i wasn't talking about buying cigarettes with bitcoin that was that was so beyond nothing would say i was just talking oh this could generate profit which i could take and you know buy stuff with and and things like that i hope i answered your question
2: yes absolutely um i
1: want to go back briefly briefly Mm -hmm. Uh, unless dan do you have a burning question
2: no go ahead
0: a burning question a burning, a, the, a high hash to, podcast
1: I'm, I'm curious as this transition because this is going to derail us this question all right i'm curious about this transition from computers to film can you oh speak yeah about well that? this happened quite quite later on
0: actually um i mean i've always like i guess artistic things i play guitar since i could remember and the same thing was with a guitar like I got a guitar from this one kid. I should need some some weights for working out with this kid. And then I, that was just it. I mean, the, the guitar is my life from that one. I will die doing this. This is just how it is. I do not, I'm not going to fuck around. So I've liked it, but I never would consider myself an artist. And I've always liked movies. I watched so many movies. I think there were, at one point I was averaging two movies a day when I was in high school. I mean, I was
1: beyond obsessed.
0: I would watch anything. Um, but I never what thought I a- would make
1: what, what is it about the watching? Like, what, what, how did you get, why did you get so into it? It seems like the, I, the, I don't know. thing. I it's like, like, the the like the stories. The guitar. stories. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. I, 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 I couldn't, I, re- now I have an answer. Again, like these things, I have an answer. But back then, I just, it just felt good to like, and all these movies, I would watch them on my laptop. Right. Um, because, you know, it was when I used to leave back home and whatever. And, uh, it was, it just felt incredible to just, a good movie felt good i just couldn't articulate it better than that now i could you know what we talked about story and how this works and how it rhymes with life and all these things now i could have an educated uh, reason but back then it just felt i don't know it felt good i wanted to feel more of that goodness that was it but the transition how it came ah, oh, um i was uh, do you guys know who adam gibson is waxwing Anyway, it, it, it he's his, this guy who does cryptography stuff, and 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 um, we kind of became friends because we were organizing this meetup, and he told me one day, he comes to me, and he's like, I have this incredible way of explaining some weird cryptographical thing, but he had it in a very clever way, Um, and by this time, I already kind of like got a camera and stuff like this, and he's like, and I was like, you know what, I think we should do a video about this, yeah, let's do a video, I'll film it. And i filmed this with him just to talk and i recorded him and then as when i got home uh i realized that this needs a killer intro because he he nailed it he he like he he it was literally the best explanation of Norse signatures that ever existed it was it was I, I was so stunned that he got everything pitch perfect and i said this deserves a, a good intro and um i i did it and i had the camera but i didn't know what it was a 60 millimeter i didn't knew anything you know and I said, I have to make this good and I keep making it and it was shit and I keep redoing it and redoing it and redoing it redoing and until I couldn't see anything wrong with it. And as I was doing this, I remember I searched an intro of a movie and then I saw this direct director talking and I said, ah, oh, this is what I need to be. I need to be a movie director. That's it. And I was like, from now on, I'm going to be a movie director. And I focused on that as much as I can. I'm sorry I give so, so long winded answers.
2: No, that's great. This is awesome. Um, can you, it sounds like that uh, explanation of snore signatures really had an impact on you about like the the power of using a story or using analogy, whatever, to explain a, a complicated abstract topic. Is that accurate to say that that you, yes, you were, well, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Well,
0: the thing is like, Waxwing, he used to be a teacher and he he's literally like one of the best. I think the only person I ever met in my life who's a better communicator than him is Andreas Antonopoulos. I like really he's that good, right? And he knows a lot about Bitcoin. And um, he just he his his best gift is is how to set the context. And I and he set the context so well in that thing that I, that I just felt like like again it's pitch perfect. And I said, like, well, he did his job a ten out of ten. So I'm the camera guy. And I do this, song. I I need to, to deliver 10 out of 10. And in my brain, I was like, this needs a good intro because I wanted to like, I know I was going to post it on Twitter and stuff like that. And yeah, and, and now the intro looks shitty and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I I mean, it has good parts, you know, so.
1: So how far have you gone down that filmmaking rabbit hole?
0: Um, okay. Well, after that, I, uh, I I did a few more things afterwards. And then I did that video that I showed that is not released, which was a commercial of Joint Market. But that was the first time. This was the first thing I ever did, knowing I, I, I said in my mind, I'm a, I'm a movie director.
1: Can I show that? I you can show.
0: show it's gonna. La- I'm gonna launch that. Actually, I'm still working on it. I'm gonna launch it probably in a few weeks or something. Can uh, you can show on it on here if you want. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. You have the is link. Is it okay I can show to show it
1: on this episode? No, uh, no, okay, no, because do, I'm gonna release it, by it by on your, the. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about. It i'm, yeah, I'm sorry
0: kidding.
1: no it's okay it's okay
0: but but i i i didn't release it yet then i i need the hype you know i mean obviously, i'm doing obviously. terrible on twitter no one follows me no no one retweets my shit no one likes my shit so i need all the hype i can get <laughs> you know i can't I expose it here
2: what more broadly what are the like the themes or like the the style of that you're trying to uh make with your films like what yeah, can what you speak the,
1: to the style of your films yeah
0: yeah I, I i don't know like i think if i could answer that question i think probably what i'm doing isn't good because that means there's a formula to describe what i'm doing and i think sure. that's not a point but you know what I, i'm trying to be our you know like uh look how look what a smart answer i have for you guys but no i do get what you're trying to say there is there is theme there there are some things that i like and i think you know what i also always found so interesting is that um well, I'm obsessed can, with can Bitcoin.
1: I... Yeah, go on, please, please. No, I just, I have to speak to your um, way of filmmaking at some point.
0: Okay, okay, sure. Uh, but uh, uh,
1: go, finish your thought. Yeah, the, the, so the
0: thing is, like, I've, I, I'm I definitely, uh, there's nothing I spend more time than I spend on Bitcoin. It's re- 10 years of my life, every waking second, it was just this. And um, I've always liked technology and stuff like that. But very recently, after I started thinking of films, it's like, but what is technology? Why is it important? you know and it's kind of interesting because the first time you probably probably the first people who are on this planet they were they just looked around and everything seemed so big and so you know so scary and they felt so pathetic and weak which is still what being a human being is not all of it but that's the essence of it that's how you're born that's how you die you know and then some guy got a stick or something and he felt less pathetic like in 2000, just a tiny wincy bit less pathetic you know and this happened over a million years. And then some guy looked at a mountain and he was like, oh, gee, I could never do anything about this mountain. But then some guy had an idea and, and someone did something. And then this mountain wasn't anything, right? And so there were these, these tiny pathetic things that, that had nothing to do and whatever. And through fucking magic, because you could trace back, but but there was this one seed of fucking thing that amplified us as a human being. And, and, and these became extensions of ourselves, you know? And and that's really the, that's what I think is the history. Again, Kubrick explained this perfectly in his movie. But but that that is the, the recurring story of of um, of technology and whatever you know. And and I thought that was very interesting. And I and then I, I realized, oh, that's the same that's happening with cryptography. Actually, there's there's someone that makes a tool, and the mountain gets smaller, but then you have to build a bigger mountain, and this keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going, you know. And um, I really like this idea, I like this relationship between humans and technology. And and I'm going to start, this is the last point. I think what pe- most people, people see, a lot of people see technology as being alien and as being weird and they don't understand it, I think is the most human thing in the world because that's really is what set us apart. And I think it's kind of weird how, how again, this relationships, how it happens and it's always a reflection of, of us, you know? So that really is something I am definitely spending a lot of time on.
2: Sorry for a long answer. No, I I, uh, I really uh, understand that. I've been thinking about the same things lately. So one of the things I think about when you talk about technology as a tool for humans is the more you study engineering and um, science, just reality, and you get into reading, not that I can claim to understand all the complex stuff that physicists write in their reports, you kind of get to this, um, conclusion that there's really no root reality where something can be proven unequivocally true, right? Everything kind of depends on your context, your, your perspective, your place in time, your place in space. Um, and you know, you don't have any, what you could really philosophically call like universal truths. You just kind of have, you don't have, you have dependability, you have these patterns that you can and these methods that you can replicate, these basic principles that you can count on time after time. Uh, and it becomes, you find a technology like Bitcoin, for example, that it's, it's like this rhythm that you can depend on. doesn't matter where you are in space and time. So far, as long as it's existed, blocks come about every 10 minutes based on our perspective of what 10 minutes is and what time is. And we're finding these tools that we can just, whether you existed 5,000 years ago, or whether you exist 10,000 years in the future, you're, you have access to these basic principles and characteristics uh, and, and things that can be reasoned about by anybody in those places in time to re-follow uh, these methods, re-follow these algorithms and kind of get dependable results.
0: I agree with everything you said. It's one thing I actually disagree with. Okay. I don't think Bitcoin is this thing we can all depend on. I think that's an illusion, actually. I think that's and this is exactly what I'm talking this thing like as soon as a new tool comes up we think is the best tool it serves all our problem and also that's what uh, it it, that's why it sounds like a religion because and I'm not saying that in a uh, pejorative Mm -hmm. way I mean like that's how it happens but if you look at at Bitcoin and you study it enough it's actually not as precise as we think Uh, it's not as dependable. Um, everything that people say is truth is super relative even in Bitcoin. And I don't mean like from some weird and misunderstandable physics thing. It's like the blocks could be reworked, you know, the confirmations and all these things. So I, I agree with you, but I just, see this is why I think it's interesting is like think if you look, there's always this thing where someone finds the tool first time and it's like, this is so good. But then after a while, like, uh, you know.
2: What, uh, as a tool, what what do you think is, is like the primary A problem that it helps people solve. Other, I mean, obviously, like you said, it helps you get profit and make money, and it helps people transact. But I think if if you go deeper, like what is it about it that, like the characteristics that make it distinct and so much more superior.
0: That's actually a very good question, which I spend so much time on. um, Personally, the thing is, like, if you look in the white paper. And you say what pros- problem does the um, Bitcoin solve? It says uh, the double spending problem using a business and fault tolerant and whatever that means is just like it doesn't even matter actually what that means. It, it just it just means that that is the problem that is stating that is solving the a double spending problem, which again I think it's obvious for everyone why it's a big thing because you know there's digital stuff and you can spend it many times and blah blah, blah. but. Personally, what I think is the most impressive property of it, which is kind of necessary to achieve this, is censorship resistance. I think that is the most important thing um, as far as I am concerned and the most interesting one. Now, the thing is like all the other things, the thing is like Bitcoin is like a like any system is like you can't just have one thing out of it. If you take one of it, everything breaks. So all the other ones are actually important. But personally, I think this is the most interesting because I don't it's interesting because it's so needed in in this current time we live in right now. It's so topical. Uh, But also I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it just feels right. Something right about the idea to not want someone to not be able to tell what you to stop. What, when you're trying to say something, you know, like like put something out there.
2: And I, I I, 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 it just
0: feels like visceral. That's so important for us. You know,
2: I agree about that. And I think, And I guess maybe I'll ask your opinion, what you think about this, because me and Mike had talked about this a few times. And I think that the uncensorship ability or the censorship resistance so that anybody can, if they figure out how to use this, can get that message out to send that information coupled with what we, like I said, we talk about is the immutable history. So not only can you get the message out with censorship resistant, so far we have, at least after so many confirmations the security of like this historical immutability immutability of the data i think there's something to that um i don't i don't know if you if you've had thoughts about that especially those common, the combination of those two items
0: no i mean you again you're very right like you can't have one without the other the reason why this Bitcoin doesn't use absolutely no new technology okay the hashing is not that new in the address it uses ripe 160 and whatever anyway this doesn't matter actually but but the point is there's no new technology the reason is that it's just like like a watch aligned in the right perfect way and that's why it works so if you take one gear from this it all falls apart so they're all very important and, and they all have to be exactly in this point here however I, um, I do think actually if there's if if Bitcoin is like a mechanical watch, the most important cog where, that moves everything in, into place is the fee market. I think that's the most important mechanism because in the fee market, that's where, where the, there's this, there's the system that is somewhat closed, digital nodes, whatever the fuck you have here. And there's something outside in the real world, in the meat space. And for the fee market, these are intertwined somehow. This is the, the transfer it's- also for the heat of the, of the, um, Miners, but, but this is, I think it's more interesting. This is like where you see the, you know, it's, uh, these it's the world's emerging.
2: So it's, it's kind of like real world dynamic feedback from the meat space. Exactly. That, exactly. that, allows, it, that allows it to calibrate. It's That's such uh, a good way to say it. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's how I, th- I, th- I think about that. I think that's there's something to that. Uh, Mike, we can go back to where you wanted to dive in and talk. Cause we still want to talk more about your, uh, your film, your filmmaking. So,
1: no. I like, just speak about to... his
2: style from a, like an observer.
1: No, I I forgot about that question. Then. You're right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, okay. I'll tie it in here. So when I saw your work, I noticed that the shots that you're using are stylistically um, sharp. I guess that's not the right word. They're stylistically um, poignant. There, it's it. You have you have a lot of macro shots you have a lot of close-up shots you have a lot of details there's the word you have a lot Spe- of details in your
2: filmmaking would you say and it is like technically proficient well it speaks it, that's yeah. what i'm sort
1: of getting at yeah. is it speaks yeah. to this sort of uh interest intricacy uh uh desire that Balance. you sort of had breakdown you have these like you break down a subject you get into the guitar and you just can't stop playing it. You get into computer science and you get Bitcoin and you can't stop playing it. Like you just dig, dig, okay. dig, 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 dig down deep. I
0: think that is, that is a very, that, that, I mean, I never really thought about it, but that's, that's so true. It's really so reflective of like, I always go to the bit level. I always go to the to the smallest unit possible. That's, that is, That is yeah, that's some of my personality.
2: Yeah.
1: That's the way you sort of discover what the thing is in. I well, mean, I think that
2: to... I think that that comes from like yeah. I think I'm going to piggyback on what you're saying. It kind of okay. comes from the engineering background where you you have a system which works in uh, it works together in harmony to to complete a task or to have serve a purpose or be a pattern. But then you break everything just like the rest of the physical reality around us breaks down into its component parts, which break down into their component parts, which break down to their component parts, and each component part has a a role to play in context with the rest of the system and then if any of that gets out of rhythm the the whole thing can start to to rattle and then and then go off the go off its wheels
0: i'm certain there's some component of that uh some constantly some kind or i think that's some kind of a habit i have i guess uh like you're saying from an engineering thing but yeah, like what Mike said, yeah, that, that's a very interesting observation. I never really thought about it like that. But I mean, now it's just so obvious. Like I just always like reach for the macro lens and for the listeners who are not in photography, the macro lens is the one which you put really close to the subject. So you, you get like, you know, um, a lot of details and even my pictures, I even take a lot of pictures. Um, I always reach for that 90 millimeter Sony lens, the macro lens
1: Um. You know yeah, the, the choice of that. the choice of lens reflects how you see the world, or how you sh- and how you display it. Literally,
0: I I, I mean that, very... I think that is so true. I just have like this. I am very like laser focused on things. That, that is really my perspective on everything. Yeah. The... Well, I'm so glad someone looked at my art and saw a connection with me. That oh that that just made well, my the reason no, why I I'm bring so it up. happy that someone. Acknowledge there's a connection between my being and my art. <laughs> oh, that that's all I ever wanted in life, really. <laughs>
1: the, the reason why I bring it up, and again, I don't want to steer us off too far, but I will because I'm uh, good at it, um, is what we were speaking about at the beginning, right before we started recording, which is discovering uh, someone's theme or story or superpower in a way. Uh, you can break it. Da- you can break down every human being to like a a sentence if you can, and you 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 can find them in uh, in sort of distills down into one little theme of who they are and how they present themselves to the world. And I, that's just uh, God. Where was I fucking going? You're creative. So you're, you're, <laughs> you you <did, laughs> you, save me, dude. You're, you're you're building you an identity the archetype thing thank you that's the conversation what, yes. right oh i was talking about yeah. this one fucking thing it was the, it was the goddamn incredibles yeah
0: right? that was the, the example the incredibles. Yes.
1: that's right the father yeah. is this strong masculine dad who his literal superpower is to destroy shit and get shit out of his way and protect his family the mom is flexible she's flexible she moves she's she's keeping the whole family together so that the glue that keeps them all together the son he's his energy is is upbeat his and he's fast and his name is dash and he wants to run he, he wants to run run fast and and the teenage daughter she's invisible like she wants to be invisible like just those that sort of feeling alone you uh, you can you can boil everyone down to that and so i it 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 just brings me back to like this point of, if I think about your films and I look at your films and I talk think about the things, the things that you get interested in, it seems like you that's your your superpowers like this the deconstructor or the, the, wow well, the, the, the thanks fucking a decentralizer lot thanks for the compliment that that's a very good I compliment yeah, I, was, I definitely I go like too to, far to into it, it man
0: no no I think you're right but I was also and I also like uh, uh, rolled off this thing that you were saying like how this this is like um, you know have these archetypes in in cartoons or whatever where they're where they have some characteristics or some humans that are that have their characteristics exaggerated and whatever right but each of these characteristics is what makes them unique and because they're exaggerated you can see how this affects them and them against the world and whatever uh, you, you said about, you talked about Incredibles. I brought, a I guess, a more obvious example. It was more subtle and more realistic, like the mom archetype and whatever, which is, you know, what parents do like that and whatever. And I was saying like uh, the X-Men where you have uh, Storm, like, and she was like very, you know, the, her, her powers affected her childhood. And, and I was just thinking that, and that also like speaks volumes into how, you know, whatever quality you have, maybe you're a painter or a kid, or maybe you're some guy who always breaks things or something, and then you become a juggler. I don't know, some stupid example. And and, and that is your quote unquote superpower, you know, and, and that also fixed your childhood somehow. And then I, I also topped that off. I said like, well, and the thing I guess in the real world, be, your superpower becomes just being yourself, finding who you are. The people who know who they are, they have your superpower, you know, and it's a hard thing to figure out because the world is messy and everyone tries to make you something else, you know? So, yeah, I think that's, that, that's a very hard thing
2: to figure out. It's like, we're all, we we all have to, in some way, interact and cooperate at some point. And if, if you're not being who you are, you're not being that, that piece in the system that is, was designed for a specific purpose or that excels at a specific thing. Like if you put it into a vehicle, if you have a, a muffler, and the muffler doesn't want to be a muffler it wants to go and be the supercharger in the engine and it it, it tries to play that that part it doesn't do it effectively it doesn't it it, pro- it might break things completely it does it just doesn't well, work
0: well the thing is like uh, I noticed this analogy makes more a lot of sense but when you talk about people when you look around the people who changed the world and went down in history are, the, are actually the muffler who broke the system. And also, if you have a, 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 a partner in your, in your car that breaks down, that's the one you're going to remember. And you're always going to tell your friends, but oh, this fucking tire, and I got to believe it broke down on me. I was supposed to go in and fuck this chick and whatever, and my car broke down. It was the, but that's what you're going to remember. And, and that's why, you know, I mean, all the like Steve Jobs and all these guys, they were, they are Steve Jobs because they, they actually broke someone's car, metaphorically speaking. They broke the, They broke the world's car. And then but the reason why they actually good they didn't ask you that they, they added they added different cars like this car is shit, we're gonna break it. Use phones like this, use computers like this. Maybe that's how you translate a metaphor to humans. I don't know. I'm not sure about that.
2: Yeah, that's uh <laughs> I guess there is a lot of value in being unique and standing out, uh or leaving a lasting impression. Um, to kind of go back to the the film, and like you were talking about the technicals of of being a filmmaker to me the i don't know if anybody has a formula for it, but how do you how do you control mood when you're making a film or you're telling a story with film like what is the how do you think about that
0: well, you know it's i i think like um it's it's i mean Mike will really understand this, but it's kind of like after you you start talking for a while, you know, even though you don't have a, a, a good articulation of it, you figure out what words and how to put your articulation and stop and talk like this. And you figure out what to play with the vocabulary, even if you have very few words. So it's the same thing with this. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who like have some, and I'm sure there's some ways, some recipes to learn this faster, but. If you really spend the time on it, then you're, and you're willing to be honest, and, you're, and you and f- you just film something the first time, and you're like, oh, this feels like this, and this is shit, and you just do that, then you, and you just figure it out, you know, you just get to the point where, oh, the light higher is going to cast shadows on the eyes, so most of the time, that would probably mean this mood and whatever, so I, I think that's the only way, I, I, I mean, everyone that ever learns stream does that either by their own, or someone tells it to them faster but i could i could definitely get into the specifics of you know and then you can get a bit more technical i was like well what kind of light what kind of lens choice what do the, these optics do you know and and stuff like that
2: what um yeah. oh, go sorry. ahead no, i was going to say
1: i i find that to to affect a mood of uh, of something that you see you there are. You have lots of ingredients to do so. There's there's just a, almost an infinite amount of way you could do it. But you sort of tap into one thing or another. And if you don't tap into one thing or another, you become confusing. So it's very simple to to think like if you want a dark, moody feeling, you have dark lighting. Your 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 music is music bed is like. Either very you know, brooding or even silent. Even like there's lots of ways. The editing could be very slow, or the editing could be very fast. It doesn't you know. There's so many little sprinkle ins that you have to take account for. uh, You just use eight oh eights.
2: What is that? I don't even. What's an eight oh eight? It's like Kanye made a an album in the late 2000s 808s and heartbreaks where it's like all of this his drums were mostly just like the 808 beats like this oh, like, oh really yeah and it's like the, the whole, a... but it, it was very it was a, just a departure like we said a, a a unique thing that kind of broke the system but, uh, changed well, music you, yeah
0: that's
1: you know, interesting. This, okay sorry, sorry go right. on mike uh, so the interesting thing about that is that you can you can choose something so minimal and still make an effective you know, it just doesn't... that you Emphasize something
2: memory, else yeah. when you don't... Have, yeah, when you have less background noise, so, right?
1: There's lots of different rules. And, and...
0: Yeah, I was going to add that I think... In th- here's the thing. If you end up with a simple drum because you can't do better, then that's not going to have the right emotional quality. But if you do that on purpose and there's a purpose behind that and you articulate your purpose, then you do what Kanye does, you know? But I think, you know, the thing is like, it's good to know all these technicals and, and have this vocabulary. But at the end of the day, your intuition works even when you write code let's let's be serious it's like you you know what's happening like this affects this but but it gets to the point where like it becomes second nature and that's when you do it well you know and stuff like that right any any type of things like this so it's also the same with this you just want to get to the point where like it becomes second nature to you and then afterwards when you when you finish it you're, you're like oh this is why this worked here and whatever but you don't want to like think oh what would i do here what sometimes you do that but most of the time you don't want that because you're not making art when you're doing that you know not that anyone needs to do that but but if you want to do art you just have to you really have to be and that's what people mean like let your soul in and let your intuition stuff
2: like that uh really quickly i just wanted to touch on something you kind of said and then brushed over when you said uh if you use a simple drum because that's all you have, it's not the same as if you are like Kanye and you're making that choice specifically despite the other resources you have available to you. Back to something you also said about Bitcoin where it's like, none of this is new technology. None of this is like state-of-the-art cutting edge technology. And it's is there is there some kind of signal in the context there where it's like the code was written with access to a lot of cutting edge things but he chose kind of nothing brand new, nothing fancy out-of-the-box tools to, you know, maybe that says something about the the slow-moving nature uh, of the software protocol. What
1: code is Bitcoin written in, by the way?
2: C++. It's in C++. C++. And that's that's
1: an older code, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well...
1: Stable.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the whole idea, I think. I think it's obvious that when you look at the cryptographic primitive satoshi chose he really was worried well he was worried about things stability which is the easiest one to see to, to see um but also he also wanted to have something low level which he meant he he control he can control there's there isn't that many things built on top of it the only lower thing than c it's assembly because you can write assembly in c which that is just machine code pretty much but another thing is like he was very paranoid because, so the things like in, in in cryptography, you have to have some ma- cryptography is just mathematic with a mathematics with a purpose. So someone has to like theorize this these formulas and whatever. and it's hard to discover these things because you need to have proofs for them and you need to make sure these are these are sure. And and weirdly enough, a lot of these cryptographic things, some of them have rigorous proofs which you can prove with mathematic rigor. these 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 will secure, Whatever you want to scare. But some of them are, are really hand I'm really, I'm really meaning it. Like a lot of human things are just hanging because we can't do better than that. And uh, we don't have proofs for them. And the ones where we don't have proofs for them, we're kind of like, uh, we don't have anything better. So we're gonna use this. Uh, but but people know about this. So also when Satoshi chose the, the elliptic curve, it's a good example of of uh of this. I don't want to make it very boring and start talking abstract algebra or whatever. I'm interested. But in this, yes. but, uh, but 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 that is an example where he chose a weird like you have these formulas, these curves used for the to to get the the the, the public here from the private, and he chose a weird one. And no one uses. And he really chose that because he was paranoid because he thought the one that everyone else uses in auto cryptography, the NSA probably has backdoored and stuff like that, you know? And then there were speculations, what if this one is backdoored and stuff like that? So to get back to the question, 100% he was going for minimalism in this system, you know? But also paranoia. I think these were the two things he was like, I'm super paranoid and I'm trying to be minimalistic, I think. But uh, it was definitely intent. 100% you can see intent in the design of the system elegant intent if you ask me
2: the i don't i I work more of it like a software business application engineer so correct me if i'm wrong here but the lower level language you use um gives you kind of more allows you to define types at a more you know specific level at a smaller level right so you're able to define very key character very key information or bits um with much more control and and security that like it's not gonna like javascript you might have a a function that you're trying to do arithmetic and you get an output that says you know not what you were expecting but you don't get that kind of um ambiguity yeah i mean definitely
0: definitely, uh this is this is some concern because the more low level your, your languages all the objects whatever it doesn't even matter what this means but you have some objects you have to construct to use when you're creating programs you create all of them you don't rely on on a lot of things and stuff like that but i know there's some uh i don't know what the reason was because a lot of the reason may just be he was he also was familiar with c but i think no i think you're right actually i think it was stability probably i don't know i, I don't have a an educated uh, guess in that regard to be honest
2: Right, I think it was. Uh, I guess I was kind of going with this. Where it's just like at a more uh, philosophical level of, then it gives you more control over definitions, and it gives you control over the narrative, if you want to boil it up to that point. So it's it's again, he wrote this. Co- he wrote this software. And he put it out to the world. He publishes the world. He wanted people to be intrigued by it, intrigued by what it could do, and to analyze it, and to sift through it, and to uh, peer review it, so to speak. And, and use find, it eventually. And use it and find <laughs> bugs. But like there was so much, that, you know, before people are going to pile money into this, like they've got to just get their eyes on it and try to understand it. So not, when you put out software that's commercial based. Your company or a SaaS company, right? It's just a good UI. You just want a good UI, you want a good product user experience, and to be somewhat useful to people. But to get somebody to go through a bunch of you know C code and analyze the shit out of it and understand it, you gotta you gotta tell a story with what you're writing so that it's logical and that people can follow it and and understand it.
0: Mike, you wanted to say something earlier?
1: I mean, it's like classic Mike to just easily forget the. Oh. <laughs> if if I don't get the the nugget out, and usually the nugget is not that good, but if I don't get it out, it's usually I don't get it out quickly, it's usually
2: interesting though.
1: All uh, right. Yeah, I, I, I definitely
0: agree. Was, with when you had when you sat and say it was interesting, well, in that case, if you don't remember, um, yeah, what you were saying about you also had to tell a story. Yeah, it definitely wasn't enough just to write that code. You know. But I remember, like, I think until 2016, you were saying, like, getting people to to, use, to do all these things and use it. Until 2016, I remember we all were like, this is still a science experiment. Like, it, I think after 2017, I, st- I think people started considering it. This is kind of for real. There were still a lot of money on it even back then. But um, it, it, it was, like, still a science experiment, you know. But the story was, uh, I guess... I don't know what the story was, but it was some kind of libertarian-ish type, anarcho-type something, ish ideals. I guess. Yeah. That was promising. I some li, for, no, I know. Sorry, I have better. It was promising freedom. That was the story, I guess. If you want to paint it broadly, freedom. Um,
2: yeah. Take right. it as you want. The have, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh,
1: the one question I had was, uh, it's going to steer us into filmmaking and So Dan, go.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you. You mentioned like the he wanted people need to use Bitcoin. He wanted people to use Bitcoin, and um, I'm wondering where you stand on whether it's this, you know, an existential crisis, or if it's a problem, or if people aren't using Bitcoin enough, or and how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, uh, um, that's why I always get a, I get an answer with a few markets from from the point of view of the system if people don't transact this is going to die it's as simple as that you don't have fee market as the incentive that's again that's the most important cog that keeps everything moving now from a point of view of the humans um yeah i, I think people kind of like got into this world cultural thing where the most even michael Saylor was saying that this oh these ridiculous things you should die with your kids and whatever you know what? this is like people sorry in, this, in the current cultural climate right now, the most morally thing to do is to press the buy button and not do anything more than that, right? And for me, that just sounds like such a – I mean, it sounds very stupid. I don't understand really why of course, it makes sense to – I'm not saying, like, don't yeah, right, store right. anything and whatever. Like, it's really good for that. It's probably the best for that. But I don't think it's just that. I, I think – the way I see it and that's how I saw it even back then. This is probably a, a wave that's so big that happens once in thousands of years and whatever. And you're telling me that all you did, you know, 10 years from now are gonna be like I pressed the buy button. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think you if, if there's ever a time to take risks is now because the payoff are gonna be good. So I, I think you should that, that is the best thing to do. You should try to like do something to change the world because it's it's so much easier than this. And even if you if you just because just this if you're around and and hearing this right now that means you're so much ahead of everyone else and really what are you going to be ahead and being rich rich when you're old and your dick doesn't get up like everyone seems to have this plan of like i'm going to be you know a gazillionaire when i'm like rich and it's like really that's all you want to look back at you don't want to say like you try to do a lot of things there's so many opportunities to do creatively technically and whatever so i think that's just silly I, i don't understand how even we ended up here because I guess I just, it doesn't send I don't see the logic. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of torn because I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, sometimes I wonder if it's just, it's a, it's a, a trend or like a phase where, you know, the early days kind of the, when you came into it, people were trying to figure out, can we spend this? Can we send this on? Is this really uncensorable? Does this really work? Or, or can I really buy a pizza with this? Can I really create this under this black market? um uh exchange and, and and buy anything I want with anybody in the world with this and we we all kind of figured out after a couple of years that yeah you can't and now there's this phase of everybody says this is a store of value some people call it digital gold some people say that it's an inflation hedge some people say like it's, it's gonna make me rich someday and the people who bought it in the early days it did do that for them if they if they held it but now people are kind of like, using Bitcoin, right? It's like, it's like almost trying to prove this to the world, to history, to themselves, that you can just hold this and you can just benefit from doing that. That is a use case that is trying to be proofed right now. And maybe that's, maybe that's all it is. And I'm hoping, like I, like you said, that that people start to use it more actively um, and start to experiment with it and learn with it. Because like you said, if, if we don't use it, um the the chain or the network kind of starts to die off
0: yeah i personally you know what i think ha- this is a theory which I'm, I'm i'm okay to like you know be proven wrong but i just think how this thing came about i think there were like a lot of people who come on the scene and everyone that goes on podcasts and whatever they have something interesting they say they need to come up with an idea like an idea can't be too smart or too dense because people won't repeat it and don't get famous and I think some people really thought that this is actually a, an incredibly idea and and, and whatever, and it, and then a lot of people agree with it because it's such an easy thing to subscribe to. It's like, what do you have to do? You have to press a button. Wow, I'm all about that, right? And I think that's how, I just think this got we got in this feedback, look, and and everyone repeated that, and and that's what happened. But uh, that's how yeah. I, I would say I would and say we got here, and, and it's not like it's in, just because I don't think you should like sure. throw away all your Bitcoin. I'm just saying like that that's that's the last thing you should do you should prioritize just, i mean again this is like at the end of the day it's a tool it's it's as simple as that it's a tool don't right. you're leaving things on the table like not using this tool to his maximal potential that's I how agree. i see it anyway
2: i agree i think and i think it it was leveraged by shit, shit coiners and and, and and scammers to on a, that narrative was hijacked because people loved it like if you just hold on to this and speculate with us you'll get rich and it's like it's a like you said a tool and a tool doesn't the value in a tool isn't in the, in the toolbox, right? Like it's, it's out there in the doing its job. And if you had more of these competitors, these altcoins, whatever, actually being used and Bitcoin being used and people, you would have that real world evidence of like, this doesn't work. This is, this is bullshit. But instead it's like, nobody's using anything. They're just saving it and, and watching the price go up. And it, when nobody's spending it like nothing bad can happen nothing you know it can't be proven or disproven that it's valuable as a tool
0: yeah yeah i mean i don't know i guess yeah I mean, people are free to do whatever they want or their coins i just you know i was- never looked back uh I, I, if there is anything i, I always looked back and said like oh there are so many things i didn't do, do i never look back and i go like oh i things i shouldn't have that done and i learned so many things over the years strictly speaking about bitcoin and. I guess you could even call it life in general, but mostly in Bitcoin. That's how I look at all these things. I'm so glad I tried all these things. I have some, I'm so glad I, because I had, I remember when we got into mining, there was the option of, we, we kind of knew that we would probably be better off if we just buy and hold instead of mine. But But, I know how a mining farm runs. I did it. I burned those firmers. I understood how the block templates works and everything like that. And I, again, maybe this sounds stupid for someone else, but for me, I think that's way more valuable than, you know, anything else.
2: And I think that if you just buy and hold and never learned anything, right, you're more likely to be the type of person who lost your keys or who just sold in the bear market. But then rather than the people who understand uh, at a deeper level how the system works and how mining works and how the security works, we're less likely to just be like, ah, you know, I lost my keys. Yeah. It was on my laptop. Whatever. Yeah, but I don't
0: think you need you need to go and learn so deep and whatever. I just I, I would I just uh I'm lobbying for it. You just mm-hmm. do something. Do mm-hmm. something with it. Use it in some way. Um not what you don't have to learn that's the whole point. Like if, if you have to learn what a block template is to use Bitcoin, and bitcoin has failed. It should work without you needing it should work with you just pressing a button. I just think it's just like it's such a I don't know. I just feel like just just do something, make something with it. You know, that's how I feel about. It. With, anyway, that,
2: the, with that, that in actually, mind, yeah. What, what is what is your perspective high level on um on ordinals and inscriptions?
0: Well, actually, I'm working on a documentary. Uh, I told Mike about it, which is called "Satoshi's Don't Exist." Um, and nice. I actually found I found the you guys know Mark who was on your podcast and he's he's gonna do the the score for whatever and he's the he said he's in i told him about the podcast he was super stoked so we're gonna work on it uh, and really touches on this thing well you know that there's two components to the ordinals things right uh there's the inscriptions and the ordinals per se and um i don't want to get too technical on whatever but the thing is that that it, the word knows made up a lie right and what the lie is is that the, you can trace individual satoshis that is technically incorrect again our documentary should make point of this that it's even more absurd than you might imagine why that is impossible but that doesn't happen so it made up this lie and and it said like sorry let's just take an example so if i have one bitcoin i send it to you that, that is not actually what's there's not one Bitcoin being sent to you. There's this Bitcoin it gets the, it get destroyed, it's melted, the inputs, and then new outputs are created and are given to you. So because of this, well, that's a stupid example because there's only one Bitcoin But if you have a transaction with two inputs and two out when one output, you would two outputs, you would know where they go. So that's the first thing that the Ordinals did, which is fine, but that's external to the protocol. And then the second thing that it did, it said, well, we're just gonna have some data which we're gonna store on the blockchain, and attach somehow to this thing um so i don't have a problem with the lie per se and whatever the whole point of this is like dude everyone should do whatever the fuck you want with it like that's the that's why this like you you were saying earlier the code is out there do whatever the fuck you want with it buddy no license no nothing right so from that point of view i think that that's really cool that he did this and he did this thing stereo. um I actually think that there's a problem with this lie. Again, I'm using this word very pejorative at this time, this lie that he made up, because a lot of people start thinking that that's how Bitcoin works, and it just doesn't. It could have some serious implications for KYC and things like that. But that being said, I mean, I believe the market. let the market decide. They're fitting uh, demand in the market. I would be a fool to complain as far as I'm concerned, you know? Mm-hmm. That's my uh, opinion on it anyway.
2: Uh, before we go back into the film, to get more of that. I have one more question, which is along the same lines as what, what do you know about, in, uh, arc and, and, covenants and how do you, uh, how do you feel, are you bullish on what those, what the potential of, of what those could enable?
0: Yeah. So before this, uh, if, if any of your listeners, I said, I'm working with Mark uh, goodwill on this documentary or whatever we're looking for people by the way we're trying to put together a crew. i need to plug this i'm sorry no I go told ahead. You no one likes me on twitter so if, if you if you think that's interesting a documentary that that explores the relationship people have with technology and dissects how bitcoin functions at this very low level hit me up or mark um because we're looking for people to work with i'm sorry i had to apply that. we're no, desperate we don't have any resources um I, uh, to answer your question, I haven't looked into ARC that much, so I, I'm super uneducated at it. I don't I don't understand anything, Re- regarding covenants. I looked very 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 briefly at the um, CTV stuff and whatever. I just I just feel it's so obvious that we're gonna get covenants, and it feels like that's the. I, I I just don't see any. I don't I can't understand the argument why we shouldn't have them. How we're gonna have them? Well, I, again, I don't know. I don't have a super educated opinion. I, I don't have a clear view of the trade offs and stuff like that. But I, I my impression, this is just my impression. But I think Jeremy's thing the was actually the the more elegant thing. But for whatever reason, the mob didn't like it. But I, I, I that's my impression. I shouldn't have even said it. I, I didn't look into it. But
2: anyway. yeah, it's no, no. I've I haven't had a whole lot of spare time the past month and a half. But I'm gonna dive deeper into those that's they've been really calling me or the learning about that has so if you're a listener and you want to learn more about that i will try to explain the topic in a at a in a further or a future episode but um yeah that's that's definitely been piquing my interest
1: i did can i
2: yeah it's all you remember
1: the question (laughs) um alex i was curious how bitcoin has affected your filmmaking and obviously you're making documentary about it but do you think it, there's oh, a i'm gonna ask it?
0: your question but by the way i don't think uh did you ever tell people about the films you show me on, on your podcast
1: I don't you showed me so. two
0: films you made oh i, I love them so much i <laughs> uh, i really love them so much i, I was so impressed because one of them actually was really treating this idea of creativity and whatever. And the other one, I don't want to spoil, but it was a very open-ended thing, which I just loved and whatever. Um Thank Yeah, you. I was very impressed with that. Uh You, you should tell people it. where to find those things to watch. The creativity one, that, that really... I mean, both of them talk on a theme of creativity and whatever. And they really spoke to me. So I, I was just very impressed with it. You should, you should plug the short movies one is four minutes and one is seven minutes i really really loved him i shouldn't see everyone afterwards
2: i'm not i'm not a filmmaker but what what is it like when you when you make a a, a film or a movie or a short video whatever and nobody gets the message nobody gets what you're trying to tell <laughs> but then well but then you meet somebody it's like my entire career no, right but there. then <laughs> but then you meet somebody who does like what is that feeling like that, that okay. uh yeah good question when you put that out there, for I, Mike. I, I, both that of you really. Good. So, like, when you put something okay. out there like that, and and you're, you're, it's like you're putting out the radio signal, and maybe aliens will pick it up and send something back. You don't know, have... and then somebody gets it and they understand it.
0: Well, I have an ex- Mike. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? No, first?
1: no, no. I'm, I'm, all you.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I actually there's quite a few things that I put out actually that and usually if I do something it's a month of work with me. I, I can't do something just like that. And almost and you probably never heard of anything I did, right? Uh, so I have a bit of bitterness with that because I spent a lot of time doing things and almost no one heard about them. Um, but more recently, I realized that you, you can't make things for other people. That, that's not, at least with art. You know what? The, the the thing is that it's I'm the artist and I'm on the stage and you're listening to me as an audience, right? So, but the reason I am on the stage, and you can be on the stage in this time, it's fine, is because I get to decide what it is. I am here to, to conduct something, to conduct some emotions or something like that. So the thing is like I, I don't actually make music for you because that means you would conduct the show. I make music that I like, a door is open. If you fucking like it, good. If not, <laughs> get out. So that's how I start feeling about it more recently. Uh, but of course, you have this, you know, you think about it, you work on it, and you put it out and no one watches. It. You feel like shit, you know, you feel like you start doubting yourself. You start doubting technically. You start doubting your whole life. And you start out as like, oh, my ideal. Maybe it wasn't that good and whatever. And sometimes maybe it is good. Maybe it isn't. Um, a good example, 2001, which is the greatest movie ever made. It, it, everyone hated it. It was a masterpiece, right? Usually that's what happens with masterpieces. Maybe that's the <laughs> that's that's a sign. Uh, they never get appreciated on time. But when you find a person, it's like ah you, it feels incredible, you know. I, imagine you're like eating shit for for a year or something, and sometimes give someone gives you a, a Snickers bar or something. Oh, it's gonna feel like like a play. it's like you're eating pussy. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> that 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 pussy should stay, say, taste like a snickers bar that there's something wrong with a pussy like that i'm sorry you need to get uh, off
2: seed oils if your pussy tastes <laughs> like
0: that. so Dude, yeah i don't know mark you want to you want to you have a take on this
1: repeat the question he he asked the, the, how does the, it
0: feel when you finally find someone that actually gets what uh, you're trying to
1: question. do yeah I th- to me, I was thinking it, it's like finding a Bitcoiner in the wild, in a way. You know, you find someone that understands. The way you think. Some, yeah, what like what you think? Yeah, it, you, you, it's the same thing you're thinking Sometimes. about. Maybe you guys are coming at a different angle, but you guys are all both on a similar level. You know, you're, you're like, oh, right, yeah, you know yeah. that thing, and I know this thing. Yes,
2: I, I yeah, feel. Yeah, but oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say that making art or whatever like when you try to make it for somebody else, you're doing it for the the wrong reasons. You're trying to solve the wrong problem. And it's, if you're starting off and you're no good, or, you know, you're not recognized. um, It's kind of like a journey of learning about who you are. Cause the more you learn about yourself and the, the more you can focus on your weaknesses and your strengths and figuring, getting feedback from others to determine like when your intuitions are are good or not your gut instinct about something is is actually accurate um you kind of find those things out and the more you learn about yourself and the better you hone it like the better your art can become
0: 100 agree well that really is like you know all these things that you hear and maybe they sound cliche that's a reflection of yourself it is because maybe, maybe you can't sit you know maybe you can't lift something too heavy if you're carving something in a stone well that means your body's weak you just learn that about yourself you know and then you you go work out and and you get better now your art gets better a very stupid example but nonetheless so i think that is exactly it like you know and i think the purpose you should make art is you should try to become the best uh you not the best you can. I, I don't think that's the I think you should you should just strive to be the best ever. I think you should have immortal deadlines. That's how I feel about it. Like when you make something you should make something that says it's gonna be the best thing that was ever done. Probably you're not gonna do that. The chances are null next to null. But I think you should you should shoot for that. And when you shoot for that you're actually making you're that putting that for yourself, you know. So I definitely think that's the the practical reason to make art in my opinion anyway.
2: Yeah. So you push yourself, but if you're not striving for the, the most excellence, the, the maximal amount of excellence, then you're, you're probably going to undershoot. You're probably going to underperform because you, the, the stakes in your mind just have to be high. It has to be the Super Bowl. It has to be the world championship. It's like, treat everything like that. And you'll probably improve over time.
0: Hopefully, I guess I would say Yeah, yeah hopefully sure. you know, if you're not hopeless. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But but yeah, that's how I see art anyway and and things
1: like that. You you definitely have to take it seriously after a while. You can't just float through life. And if you so. find some sort of um if you dig into something in your own art. You gotta be able to keep on hammering at home. You're right. And if you don't, uh you'll lose out and society will lose out on that message. That's and what you'll, lose, really out. About. And you'll lose out
2: on learning about yourself and and, and, and figuring out what your limits are.
0: Yeah, but, but the scary part about it because Again, I think a lot about this, and and this is could, could is like you could make the there's so many examples of Nietzsche is another great example of this. Which I think he's like, I think that guy really wasn't human. Like, I never saw anyone that, that he a sentence he says you can spend years thinking about it. Like that's how dense and genius he was, and he was again very underappreciated and whatever. So and, and, so it's it's that's the thing because you can never know. You, you never know if you're actually what if I'm Nietzsche. Well, what if i really suck you know right. that is the problem so it's so, uh because you, you can never know. like if you have success or also you can have success and be shitty because you have success of other circumstances now you think you're like oh i'm michelangelo or something but maybe you're not you just have success for the other reasons so it's hard it's hard to know and there's always this doubt or i don't know maybe one day i'll i won't have this out but but i have this doubt right now i'm hoping right. i'm nietzsche but probably
1: i'm not right you know most definitely i'm not i guess are you proud think, of the things you've made? Oh, 100 percent I mean, so I know then, like then you've but, succeeded, my friend.
0: I, I think I don't think like everything that I've made with me, I, I always feel confident that almost no one else on the planet can make it. Uh they can make it in their own way, but usually when I do something, it's very hard. Like I'm notorious with doing a lot of takes. Like when I do voiceovers for those things. Oh, I also like I, I the way I work when I do my art. I have to struggle for it. When I did a voiceover for those commercials, I don't believe in splicing things together. You have to get a perfect take, and we did 180 takes with the with the voice actress. It's so funny because we recorded. So, so I I, I actually want to suffer as much as I can because at least if it doesn't work out, I'll be like, ah, I bet no one could do it how I did it. You know. I well, I don't know if it's a stupid rationalization or
1: maybe a month or something. No, no, <laughs> sp- oh, you t- oh, man. In- have- the
2: struggle is important.
1: I have to point this out. You man you direct you you're saying you do a hundred takes of things 183
0: takes we did on the joint market commercial my friend Naomi she had the right vocal qualities
1: three takes hundred eighty. yeah in three days yeah and the thing is like I I told her like
0: I'm not uh, the the way I shot the commercial and whatever uh everything had to be done in camera I don't believe that's just how I do because I want to know because you know why? Because I, if I push myself to get into camera, I'm gonna to need to learn something to do something. Trying so to force myself. So I said, "Your voiceover." I'm so I feel so bad that I can't share the commercial. But follow me on Twitter, and you're mm-hmm. gonna see the commercial in two weeks. time. From- I'll share it to 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 um, to Dan afterwards. Uh, so so that's how I did the commercial. So I said, "Look, if you come and do the voiceover, this is how you're gonna do it." And she's like, "All right," and. Um, I mean, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I actually, re- I heard Fincher say this, and I truly believe it. I think if you're really able to articulate your your, your why really well, and well, Mike said I I have some talent in doing that. I think people will do that all the time because I really explained to her what why wasn't it good, and and she never said like we didn't never never disagreement. And um, you know, when we finally got the the perfect take, you know, uh, it was it was incredible, and and you know, I was so proud that. You know, I was like, "How many people on the planet did this?" Maybe Kubrick. Now I'm saying I'm good as Kubrick by no means, but I know that 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 if someone would have a hundred times more money than I had, that I spent that commercial, they would do it. They would never get it. And, this, and, the, and the other commercial, uh, the Liana one, 53 takes. I told, I worked with M the Kid. Uh, I told him, I was like, look, listen, if you come here, we're doing this perfect take. I don't, I, I'm, I don't believe, I, I don't believe in excuses. That's how we're gonna do this." And with it, it was like, you know, we the, the feeling that you have after getting that. Mm-hmm. I ne- Again, I, I, ne- I feel like I own my commercial and the people who work with me, they feel they own that voiceover. They feel that Brad Pitt, if the best voice actor on the planet, would walk through the door and I told them this. They would have they would have probably never done that. And and I think that's the best thing you should get out of your art. It should give you power and should feel like you can conquer anything, you know, because I conquered this fucking thing and no one else conquered. So that's how I like to work, and I want to do that, and I want to remember those because it, maybe I don't get the success. So at least, goddamn, I want to have the, the good story, and I want to have this thing, and I, you know, I want to feel like I can I can put down that mountain because you know I did 183 takes or something. Uh, it sounds probably stupid for everyone listening, but I can promise it makes a lot of sense in my head.
2: <laughs> now, yeah. when you when you express yourself, you want to make sure that everybody receives it the best way possible that you express yourself correctly and you're proud of it i can see that
0: yeah i guess oh so, yeah or maybe yeah, yeah. i'm just crazy maybe i'm just crazy this is my stupid maybe rationalization both. that i come up with
1: <laughs> i think we're all a bit crazy oh,
2: yeah. yeah i don't um, know. i think so, we should
1: wrap up soon yeah I've yeah been, so, like, on my end i'm sorry no I'm yeah in a place i agree that i probably have to get out of
2: here i just wanted to give you a chance to uh say however you wanted to close this out and show your, show your stuff again so people can find it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely, I worked on a joint market commercial, which I made it just as a spec project. And I, I, I'm working on this thread right now. I spent a week taking some pictures. I'll show it to you guys if you want. So keep an eye, follow me on Twitter. Keep an eye out for that. I'm working on the documentary with Mark so far, and we're looking for other people. We're looking for people who can help us with marketing and, um, And people can help us, you know, also with camera stuff and things like that. So if everyone is interested, please uh, reach out to me or Mark on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter on raw underscore avocado. Or you can find my portfolio and stuff that I did on alexwaltz.com. And I guess that's it.
1: Awesome. Thanks oh, for coming. On. That was this that was, great. was a fun that was a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh... Oh,
0: thank you guys for for, for having me on. I, uh, I was, this was just incredible. You know, I'm really <laughs> happy that anyone wanted to talk with me. So you know, I can't really stop them. And you and Mike gave me such nice compliments. i you know, I just can't believe <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Uh, then. Okay. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan. At Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin. Or myself, Mike, at Rundance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Rundance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Holy Toledo!